0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast.
1: It is Thursday, April 1st, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine announced this afternoon that beginning next week, the state will be making efforts to get every Ohio college student who wants to be vaccinated a shot of the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Governor DeWine said that Ohio's focus is starting to shift from vaccinating the most vulnerable citizens to moving toward herd immunity and reducing the number of asymptomatic carriers in the state. DeWine said the goal is to surge vaccine doses to college campuses before students leave in early May for the summer. Ohio's chief medical officer, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, reported during that press conference that three coronavirus variants are part of the reason the new cases and virus related hospitalizations are on the rise in Ohio. Dr. Vanderhoff said more than half of the cases are from the northwest corner of the state, where another factor is the huge surge in cases across the border in Michigan, now a national hotspot for COVID 19. DeWine said that a statewide increase in cases per 100,000 people means that health orders such as mask mandates will remain remain in place. Many Ohioans receiving the coronavirus vaccine are asking if there's a correlation between having a reaction to the vaccine and having contracted the virus previously. Clay Gordon spoke to two doctors in Columbus.
0: Dr. Ian Gonsenhauser from OSU and Dr. Joseph Gastaldo from Ohio Health both agree the answer is no. That's because every person is different and everyone's response to any of the three approved vaccines
1: will vary. It does not mean that you've been previously exposed. It may just mean that you've got a really strong and healthy immune system. And that's great.
0: Everybody is very different. Everybody's immune system is different. As people get older, their immune response becomes weaker. So you really can't use that uh, as a suggestion whether or not you've had COVID. I'm Clay Gordon.
1: A Northeast Ohio electric company under scrutiny for its role in what federal authorities say is a $60 million bribery and corruption scheme is refunding $26 million to customers. The money was collected through a tainted nuclear bailout bill. The governor signed a repeal of the bill. An Akron-based First Energy Corporation announced the decision to refund customers on Wednesday. The Ohio Consumers Council had asked the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio to order First Energy to refund the collections paid to its three Ohio electric utilities. First Energy stopped collecting the revenue guarantee in February to settle a lawsuit with Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. The mayor of Columbus has announced his appointments for the new Civilian Police Review Board. Lacey Crisp has the story.
0: Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther announced the names of the nine members of the Columbus Civilian Review Board. Those people will soon begin looking at cases of potential police misconduct, but they won't have any disciplinary power unless the police union contract is changed. Ginther says the initial costs for the Civilian Review Board are expected to be about a million dollars a year, but that number could grow as an inspector general and staff are hired. And Columbus, Lacey Crisp.
1: The board still must be approved by Columbus City Council. A special procession was held in Newark yesterday to give a proper send-off to Police Chief Stephen Baum, who passed away earlier this week. Richard Solomon reports.
0: Newark Police Chief Stephen Baum died unexpectedly on Tuesday. Stephen was only in the role as a chief since last July. For the time being, Deputy Chief Craig Riley will step into his shoes. Riley says they lost a man that meant so much to so many people. We'll cry with each other and uh, get through the funeral and all that stuff and support each other, support his family for the rest of their lives. I mean, you know, he won't be forgotten. Reporting in Newark, Richard Solomon.
1: Asian Americans in one Ohio community are calling on the lieutenant governor to have an open dialogue about his tweets. Clay Gordon has the story.
0: In a retweeted article, Houston questioned if the coronavirus came from Wuhan, China. The WHO says there is no evidence that that is true. However, earlier this week, Houston doubled down on his comments, saying his tweet was not about race, but about the wrongdoing of the Chinese government. Now Asian Americans in Upper Arlington, where Houston also lives, wrote a letter demanding an apology. They asked to have a discussion about hate crimes against the AAPI community. We asked the lieutenant governor if he plans to respond to this letter. His office tells us they have no further comment. I'm Clay Gordon.
1: At the Ohio Statehouse yesterday, a mother made a plea for improved safety measures on college campuses. The mother of Colin Wyant spoke to state senators about passing Colin's law. Colin was a student at Ohio University who died after being hazed by members of his fraternity. Colin's mom, Kathleen, told the Senate committee what she would say to university presidents.
0: They need to have a zero tolerance for hazing on their campus in any organization. You know, it's not just Greek systems. It's in clubs and teams. It's in rugby teams. It's in marching bands. Um, and campus-wide, they need to have zero tolerance for any type of hazing.
1: The bill, which has come to prominence again following the hazing death of Stone Foltz at Bowling Green State University earlier this year, would make any hazing conviction a felony. The Office of the Ohio Attorney General is launching an investigation into the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium after a report by the Columbus Dispatch uncovered the personal use of zoo assets by two top officials. The dispatch previously reported that Tom Stolf, who had led the zoo as CEO since 2013, and Greg Bell, the now former chief financial officer, resigned on Monday. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced today that his office's charitable law section would be looking into the alleged misconduct by Stauff and Bell, as well as the zoo's internal investigation into the improprieties. Zoo officials previously stated they would not share the results of their investigation with the public, despite calls from the Franklin County Commission to release the report. How do you no-sales know or use taxes on diapers sound? While well, Yolanda Harris says it may soon be possible.
0: That's what the Ohio Senate is considering in a new bill. The Senate Ways and Means Committee heard testimony about this. Supporters say diapers for children and adults are necessary for health and not a luxury. The bill would need to make it out of committee to get a vote on the Senate floor. I'm Yolanda Harris.
1: And today is opening day for the Cincinnati Reds. ONN's Steve Vaughn says the celebration is going to look different this year because of the coronavirus. Fans will return to Great American Ballpark with social distancing in mind, utilizing contactless ticket-taking and concessions. Only 30% capacity is allowed, with fans seated in pods. One thing that won't change are the butterflies. Catcher Tucker Barnhart remembers his first opener in 2014. When
0: I got announced in, in, in 14, it just sent shivers down my spine, to be honest. It's one of those things that I'll never forget.
1: The Reds will play the St. Louis Cardinals at 4.10 p.m. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network.
0: This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.